All right, welcome back here to a very special edition of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Um, we going ahead and going to try something here um, new this time. This is fresh after a game. We have not done this, I don't think, ever. Yeah, this it's been a while. Yeah, I don't think we ever, for at least a good little minute. Um, of course, we got me... Myself, Sanders on here. Got my boy Dupree with me as well. As always, as always. Hey, we had to throw my we had to throw my man on here, my boy on here, because he been telling us that we've been blocking him, we've been lowballing him, <laughs> blackballing him, telling him we ain't been on the show since the since the bubble episode. I know, I know that's the last time he was on here, but I got my guy Eli on here with me. Yo, yo, they tried to nick cannon me. <laughs> Trying to buy a con me, man. Uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back on the show. Man, so, y'all, we just got done watching um, the national championship here. And uh, some of us is, I guess, we happy. Some of us not so happy. Um, <laughs> One of us not so happy. <laughs> for sure, not so happy. Um, Alabama back on top again. Um, this time winning 52 to 24 against Ohio State. Uh, was this six national championship for them in the last what 12 years? Number seven for Nick Saban. And I mean, uh, man, just a, a, a dominant performance from the majority of the whole game, bro. So, what was like, what was y'all thoughts as like as the game was going on? Like, what, what, what I was transpiring, like. What was like some key points that y'all saw where it was like, okay, this is gonna be a game to where he went to, all right, this over with. <laughs> uh this was a game for the first half of the, the maybe the first quarter of the game, maybe. Um Ohio State came out and did what they were supposed to do. I mean, they 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 came out on the first drive and had to punt. Alabama went down and scored. They answered right back. Alabama goes down and scores again. Um, Ohio State goes right back, answers the bell. Um, even with Trey Sermon going down, and then they end up for- forcing the turnover, um, that fumble. On uh, on Mac Jones, that strip fumble. But I think the turning for me, the turning point um, of the game, and we talked about this was once I saw Devontae Smith lined up on Sean Wade. Um, even on that fumble, that force, that forced fumble that Ohio State ended up recovering, they were, I mean, they were matched up man to man. And if there was a clean pocket, he had Devontae Smith for a touchdown. And after that drive, excuse me, after the fumble, excuse me, after the fumble, they scored and tied the game up. Uh, Alabama came right back to that matchup and exploited it. And that was it. Um, They just, Alabama's offense did whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, running the ball, throwing the ball, um, Getting the ball to Najee Harris out the backfield, it was just that first half was just just insane. It every every 
every play call was just calculated. It, everything just seemed to work. Um, and we knew going into it that and I told and I said this on the last show, the 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 key for Ohio State was were they going to be able to run the football and were they going to be able to run the football and score with Alabama, but their defense was going to have to come up with stops. They were going to have to come up with some stops because nobody has been able to stop Alabama, so you got to try to steal a, steal a possession, maybe make them kick a field goal, something. But your defense has got to come up with some type of play, and they got they came up with the turnover, which was the only turnover of the game. That was the only turnover of the game. But they were not able to sustain drives or score touchdowns, and <laughs> that was I mean that was it. That was the story of the game. I mean Devontae Smith didn't even play in the second half. Um, he had twelve catches for two fifteen and three touchdowns. Um, it was just Ohio State was just outmanned and outclassed tonight. Hey Dupree, you a um Alabama fan? No, sir, I am not. Uh, I can't tell right there. But I mean, I was just calling the game how I saw it, my man. <laughs> I'm already knowing. For me, um when Trey Sermon went down uh first play, I knew he was in trouble. But I know we still got uh, Master T. I know he's a good pivotal um, part of our run game. Let's throw a disclaimer out there. Okay. For all the listeners out there, Eli is a Ohio State fan. Let's go ahead. So when you hear him say we, we know what we're talking about. All right. Yeah. 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 It's still Buckeyes. Go Brutus. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm really, I'm low key hurt, man. Low key hurt. Um, I knew we was gonna have trouble with Bama in the secondary. Uh, like I've been preaching to these guys since the beginning of time. Our DBs are young. We only play six games. Um, COVID. I'm blaming on COVID. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> COVID card. So. Oh man! <laughs> oh my gosh! We didn't. We had limited practice. You know, didn't play a full season. You know, that's the Big so, Ten fault. You know, so we've been battling adversity, and we were just like Dupree said, we were just outmatched and outclassed with Bell. you know, so. Yeah, that's how. So we mentioned, well, Dupree did. You mentioned about, I mean, the. Numbers for. Devontae Smith and Craig. But for him to to get that many catches, that many yards for so many touchdowns. Now, granted, of course, there were times where they moved him. They put him in different spots oh, yeah. uh, on the field. He wasn't always just lined up on the outside. Yeah. Maybe he was a third man inside on the slot or lined up in the slot. 
had him matched up on the linebacker from time to time and everything like that. But uh, the matchup with him and Sean Wade. Now, I understand the confidence of a defensive back that they have to have. They have to have that confidence. They have to have that swagger to want to say, oh, I'm playing against one of the best receivers in the country or and the best player in the country as far as all the different accolades that he got this season. I want him. Let me get him. Y'all know who I want. But at some point, <laughs> when do you say, like, okay, we got to get this man some help? Because, I mean, like, Sean Wade was getting toasted tonight, y'all. Like, yeah, it, was, it, it was getting bad. Now, granted – Sean Wade ain't the only DB that's been getting toasted by Devontae Smith <laughs> mm-hmm. this year either. It's the same thing like with A.J. Terrell last year when he had to deal with Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the only DB that got cooked by Jamar Chase last year. And Sean Wade wasn't the only DB to get cooked all like that against Devontae Smith this year. But at some point, what do you do, you know, to try to make at least some some type of adjustment to say – Granted, yes, like Alabama is very talented all over the field. But at what point do you say we can't let this man beat us no matter what they try to do? We need to let somebody else beat us. Yeah. Um, when do you do it? After he's got 100 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> it's, it's you, to your point. They did move Devontae Smith all over the field. Like I said, he just wasn't uh, flexed out as the number one guy. He played in the slot. They motioned him and different things like that. Um, and Ohio State game plan on defense seemed to be we're going to load the box and stop the run. Um, they were playing with four linebackers. They were playing, playing in the 4-4 with four linebackers for – a lot of a lot of the game, obviously, you get out of that and get into some of your other packages. But there was a lot of four linebacker sets for um, Ohio State. I mean, they were trying to stop Najee Harris. They don't want to give up um, these big runs, meaning that you're left with more times not a one high safety and man to man on the outside. Um, but definitely, you gotta you gotta give you gotta give you guys some help. Even last year. With um, Jamar Chase and AJ Terrell, they started giving him help. They started playing more zone. Like they did, they did things to. Okay, we got to figure out. We got to deal with him. We got to deal with Chase because manning up right now is not working. And Ohio State stuck with their man coverage, and this was just throughout the game. They stuck with it throughout the game. Um, and I get it because when you when you're at that level, at that level of ball, and in these type of games, there's athletes all over the field. So you believe that your guy can match up with the other team's guy. So a lot of these schools, you play a lot of man because you know you have corners that can play man coverage. That's what that's what we're gonna do. We play man coverage so you can bring all these exotic blitzes and everything like that and get pressure on the quarterback. But when that's not working. You got to figure something out. You got to double team him. You got to uh, rotate the coverage towards that guy. Like the his last touchdown, he was on a linebacker. Devontae Smith was on a linebacker, and this the safety was nowhere to be found. Like 
you got to, you have got to be aware of where this dude is. At all you got time. to be aware at all times. You got to be aware of where he is. Like regardless, like where is six? Where is number six? Where is number six? So, um, yeah. To answer your question, you 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 give him safety help after he's gone for the first touchdown. <laughs> after the first touchdown, you see, oh, okay, because Alabama was making a concerted effort to get him the football. It wasn't like they were right. like. They were we're, go, yes. we're going to give him the football. Like they were throwing him bubble screens and quick screens. Like we're getting him the football. So what do you want to do about it? And they didn't really switch up no anything. They really didn't switch up anything. No adjustments. It's like um to touch back on what Dupree said. Dupree said, at what point do you tell the defensive coordinator to all right? Your game plan is not working. Let's try something different. The whole game, they was playing soft coverage, trying to keep everything in front of them. It was not working. So at what point do you say, okay, let's amp up the pressure. Let's tighten up coverage for the DBs. And, you know, let's add another safety in the middle of the field, you know. So. I don't know, man. I'm. It's a lot that went wrong, but it's also a lot that went well. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. So <laughs> we're going to get into that. Yeah. I mean, because like like we said, I mean, that, that, first, that first quarter of it going back and forth like that, and then it's 14-7 in the second quarter, and then Ohio State gets the turnover that they, they really needed because – at some point, at one point, they were still kind of struggling uh, on offense and was sitting here putting the ball away. And well, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, Alabama scores right here and make it 21-7 because they could be in some trouble. They yeah. go ahead and get the stop they get, and they go ahead and tie it up. It's 14-14. We're like, okay, cool. Okay, Bama comes right back and get gets another touchdown, make it 21-14. The moment where Ohio State – Went for three and got the field goal. That's when I was like, ah, it's, it's over. over. Yes, you got to score touchdowns. Especially in a red zone, it was going to be yeah. a battle of the red zone. What right. team can stop in the red zone? And the uh, thing I like about Alabama, they was also aggressive on these fourth and threes or fourth and goal. And Ryan Day wasn't aggressive. I, and that's usually not Ryan Day, so I'm surprised. Why he wasn't aggressive, I think they got paid, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just my theory. That's just my theory. All defense people that's listening and tuning in, that's just my theory. Don't listen to Eli, you know. But I do agree with you. They, I mean, those first, that first drive, Alabama went forward on fourth down, and then they came right back. I think that was the second drive. And went forward on fourth down again, and I was, yeah, yeah, and I was, I was, I was surprised, not shocked because of who they have in the backfield. Najee Harris is, and he had another great game. We haven't mentioned him, but right. he did his thing, catching the ball and, and running the ball at the backfield. But yeah, they definitely, I mean, those two back to back, it was like fourth down. Yep, we're going for it, but no hesitation. I was like, okay, all right, Nick, I see you, Nick. I hear you trying to go get that, go get number seven. 
So, I don't, you know, it's what I definitely thought it was going to be a shootout. Definitely thought it was going to be closer. Um, they actually went over the spread by a point. Mm. 76. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely thought it was going to be um, closer. I thought it would be more of a shootout, but um, Alabama's defense stepped up and made some plays, man. They made some plays when they needed to. Made some plays when they needed to. Yeah. Now, but I mean, now the thing about it is with uh, let's just go into like with the quarterbacks for tonight's game. So uh, with Justin Fields, I mean, we all knew that he wasn't a hundred percent after the shot he took um, against Clemson in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, but at times, I mean, at times you can see that, like, okay, he had a, a little surge and he looked like himself. Mm-hmm. But for most of the night, I mean, for most of the night, you can kind of see it. Like, I know they said that he told them that he was, like, 95% healthy, quote-unquote, but I don't know. That didn't even look like 95% to me. Um but do you think that maybe, and I mean, I just I pose this question for the both of y'all, uh, but mainly towards Eli. Do you mm-hmm. think that it was? Do you think that it was just because of him not being a hundred percent? Which, no matter who you are, the circumstances. I know COVID and not as many games is normal. Even still, when you get towards the end of a season, no one is ever really a hundred percent healthy. Um, but do you think that? Maybe that leaned into why Ryan Day wasn't as aggressive as he normally is because of the health of Justin Fields, and then the fact that y- y'all lost Trey. You lost Trey Sermon, not even a full minute <laughs> into the game, and I mean, yeah, uh, Olave didn't get the big plays that he normally gets. Um, the does I mean it had to you it had to have been some type of reasoning why they weren't as aggressive um as they normally are against dealing with the health of Justin. Um yes and no. I yeah. do understand, you know, as you know, player safety is a top concern. However, again, we know what's on the line when you suit up and dress up, you know, because you look on the other end with um Waddle. The man just had a broken ankle, and you can tell he is not 100% healthy. He had no business out there, bro. And what he do, five catches, 80 yards maybe, um, yeah. more or less, you know. So at some point, you have to I don't know, you have to be like, okay, we need to do something. I really want to know when, when they went in, uh, in the locker room at halftime, what was the message? Because whatever it was, it obviously couldn't have been aggression. Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess they were just like, all right, guys, we just gonna go back out here and uh, we just gonna. <laughs> I don't know. We just gonna go out here. We just gonna finish it up. You know, as far as Justin Field, Justin Field, he wasn't bad. He wasn't yeah, nah. um, no turnovers. Um, as you, he was still going through his progression, he had a couple good runs. He wasn't bad. I just feel it was the play calling. Mm, yeah. So, oh, speaking of the time that they finally did go for it on fourth down, 
I didn't understand that. Uh, I didn't understand that play call of trying to run sideline to sideline. The hurry up, the hurry up, run. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. I didn't get that one. Yeah, I, I don't. I get it. I mean, I get it. Teague had a couple of touchdowns for y'all, and I mean, at that point, he had to tote the rock for y'all. But yeah. I feel like no matter, even speaking of the percentage of health, no matter what it is, I think you got to keep that ball in Justin Fields' hand and let him make decide what he wants to do. I mean, I think he he was still obviously mobile enough and healthy enough to where if you wanted to, he could run it himself. Yeah, and get two yards. And you can tell they tried to catch Bama. Um, I think that's what it was. They tried to catch Bama um, a little off guard. As you see, they were still setting up their line, making last mm-hmm. substitution, and it backfired. Yeah, I don't. I mean, actually, to I said like I said yeah earlier, but I actually I'm actually okay with that play call. You just, I mean, Christian Baymore was just in the backfield all game. That's, he that's true. Split, he's just end up splitting, getting off a double team, getting off the block of the center, and making the play in the backfield. Um, I think at that point in the game, I don't see, I don't see a, I don't think that was a bad call. Trying to go hurry up and get in the play. I, I mean, Bay, yeah, Bar, not Baymore, Barmore, yeah, Barmore. He just, yeah, he was, he was just in the backfield all game. So. Um, I actually, I actually don't. I don't have a problem with that play call. Actually, okay, okay. Oh yeah, because they did. They did catch them off guard. They were still trying to line up. Once again, it's just like it's I said, just Obama, Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. He was just in the backfield all game, and he made the play. He was able to get off the block and get down the line and make that play. Yeah, yeah that was. I mean. This is once again, man. It just shows it's Alabama and then everybody else in the country. Like, there's, I, I mean, it's a someone, I think some, yeah, I think someone asked asked me, um, would it would this be this would this would the outcome be the same if they had played Clemson if Alabama was playing Clemson? Yes, I would happy. To believe so, yeah. <laughs> I don't see yeah. a reason why it wouldn't. I mean, granted, Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence, um, but they've had problems in the secondary, just like Ohio State has had problems in the secondary. So, um, as we saw, we saw what Justin Fields did to them. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, I think I think it would have been the same outcome um, if they had played Clemson. So, it's just. Alabama flexing their muscles once again this season. Do you think, not to cut you out, do you think Clemson score more? Ooh, I, d- I don't. Uh, I don't think so. That's and tough say, to say. Yeah, that's, that's tough I, to say just because. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean because it pretty much puts them in the same boat that y'all put Clemson in ten days ago. I mean, they would have had to. Catch up, keep playing catch up ball with you guys. Yeah, uh, and I don't like Clemson. Could, Clemson doesn't have the run game that Ohio State has, and and Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon going down was big, but yeah. I don't think Master Teague has been playing all year, and I don't think that that was so much of a drop off to where they just hurt the run game. I think that Alabama just was more physical up front 
dealing with the yeah. run. I think even if Trey Sermon was playing, um, because yeah. because Master Teague had big runs tonight. He had some. Big, he broke off some big runs tonight. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't think that Trey Trey Sermon would have made that much of a difference. But Ohio State can run the football a whole lot more effectively yeah. than Clemson has been able to this season. Um, and with that, I don't. With them being able to run the ball like they've been able to run the ball, um, yeah, I don't know if Clemson puts up, puts up, a, you know, um, we would never know, but I don't think they just go and haul off and score 40 against against that defense tonight. They just, they were just playing lights yeah. out. The receivers, the receivers really couldn't find too much, too much room to get open. Um and I mean, like I said, the front, the front four, front seven for Alabama, they they were in the backfield hitting Justin Fields, getting pressure on them, and things of that nature. So um, I think they would have did the same thing to Clemson. Also, Shout out to Blackman High. Yeah. Also, in our defense, we was playing without our without three defensive line starters. So uh, you know, that is true. I mean, yeah, it's, it's never not good when you we, got your player. Of, yeah. Had some a couple key injuries, you know. Not trying to make excuses for my boys, but those are factors when playing against Najee Harris and Mac Jones. No, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Speaking of Mac Jones, dude had a him had himself a day. Yeah, thirty six for forty five, four sixty four, five TDs. Uh, I mean, outside of that fumble. About play, just about, I wouldn't say a perfect game, but damn near. Um, yeah. Man, at, from seeing him play like that, bro, like, to me, that was, like, crazy how, like, he'd been having to sit there and wait, uh, way behind uh, Jalen, right, way behind Tua. It was many folks that who know if you're, you know, if you are like a avid Alabama fan, didn't even want him starting this year. They wanted uh, Bryce they Young to Bryce, be the starter. Yeah, they wanted Bryce Young mm-hmm. to be the guy. They wanted Bryce Young to be the starter. And I mean, he put, I mean, he put on, he put on the show this year. And I mean, and going out on a, on a high note, um, granted, he did have some of the best receivers <laughs> in the country <laughs> playing for him. But I mean, yeah. You still got to get them the ball. I mean, that's he he had him uh, a will of a game. So, in totality, let's let me bring up this question. So, obviously, there's still a gap between uh, Alabama and everybody else to a certain extent. It seems like it. How far is the gap? And are any of the teams that were in the playoffs this year, i.e. really Clemson and Ohio State, I feel like those are the only two teams who could possibly close that gap. That's outside of the SEC. I mean, because, of course, a team within the conference could get them, but are there any other teams that could possibly catch up and close that gap with them outside of the SEC besides Clemson and Ohio State, or is really just those two teams and how close or how far is the gap still between them and really, I mean, really the SEC? 
<laughs> I mean, honestly, I know I'm just saying Alabama, but really even the SEC in itself. I want to hear Eli. I want to hear Eli's take on this. All right. I really like Texas A&M this year. Um, I know it's going to be kind of hard for them being their uh, managers to clear for the uh, draft. So I really want to see what how their program um, goes moving forward. Uh, Florida, they was um, pretty interesting to watch this year. Uh, hey, I'm going to be honest. Me watching Alabama versus my team and knowing how much praise that I give my Buckeyes, Alabama might be contenders for the next three years. I'm going to be honest. The gap is, hey, the gap is hard because with Trevor um, leaving for the draft, you wonder um, – NTN declared too, correct? Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, he, he's a senior, yeah, so I he, think he's gone. He's senior, so I think he's gone so, anyway. Well, he he could wonder, come back, but I think he's gone, yeah. yeah. You wonder how Dabo and that program, how they recruit and how, they're, how they get put together uh, for the upcoming season. So, yeah, that's what I have on it. I think. But Bama, Bama I was, uh, I mean, Number was and um second string, third strings, five star recruits who um sat behind and not even to we have to remember Najee Harris sat behind Damian Harris and Josh Jacob for two, three years. Right. Now you have five star recruits sitting behind Najee Harris. <laughs> Najee Harris <laughs> For you know, for that two three years, like um, who was it? Damian Robinson? That's his name, correct? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think was it Brian it was Brian Robinson? Yeah, Brian Robinson. Yeah, and he and he is toting that John. You would think that no. he <laughs> he leaned Bama um backfield. <laughs> so it's an exciting program to see how they um match up for next year. So it's crazy. Them boys down south. It's crazy. <laughs> Facts, but before before you answer that, Dupree, I just want to also say this: that to me, that speaks on the coaching and the way that they are recruiting. Because mm-hmm. we know how it is now with these guys; like they go through the recruiting process, they five stars, they want to go to the top schools, and then the minute that they not the guy. They're not starting. They're not getting the playing time. They want to get the playing time that they want to get. They in, they enter themselves in the transfer portal. They mm-hmm. want to transfer and transfer and transfer. And the fact that these guys are sitting up here as five stars and pretty much are being told to wait your turn. <laughs> like, that, you know, that used to happen a lot anyway back then. Like, that's not happening that much now. We know a plethora of guys who, I mean, i.e. Justin Fields, you know, that didn't get the right amount of playing time or didn't win the starting job and was like, I'm leaving. I'm not going to wait my turn. I know I should be starting somewhere else. I can go ahead and play and transfer. And these guys are not doing it. And I, I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's because they know, like, it's really for the betterment of the team and the fact that team success, they can end up 
winning one or multiple national championships like this class has done. This class of seniors at Alabama got two natties. They got one for as they fr- as freshmen, and now they end up getting one as seniors. So uh, to that to me, like that's crazy. The fact that they had those five star recruits like that, and they're sitting there waiting their turn, waiting for their time, and it's ended up taking one or two years where a lot of these guys likes to sit up and just once, oh, I'm not playing, I'm not the starter, I'm not getting no playing time, the, the enough playing time that I want to get, I'm finna transfer. And the fact that they're not doing that, that really speaks volumes. Yeah, I think that I think that just speaks to the culture that Nick Saban has built at Alabama. Um, and this is, this is, I mean, I'm pretty sure there are guys that enter the transfer portal for Alabama, we just don't hear about it. Yeah, um, it's, it's but not that The guys, but they... When they come in, they know these freshmen. When they come in, they go to Bama. They know that they have the opportunity to play as a freshman, but they got to come in and they got to earn it. And they got to earn it. It's not going to be given to them. Um, so I think it just speaks to the culture of of Alabama and what Nick Saban has built down there in Tuscaloosa. But to um, answer your the initial question, Alabama is. There is a gap. There's a gap. I don't think it's a huge gap, but I do believe there is a gap. Um, I think that if we're just talking outside the SEC, I do believe that uh, Clemson is still there. I believe if Alabama is one is is one and one and that's it, Clemson is two. Clemson is right there with him. I think that Clemson um, is – Dabo is kind of bringing the same thing as far as guys really aren't leaving Clemson now. The influx, the influx of talent that's coming in Alabama isn't coming through like it is to Clemson. Um, but I believe Clemson is still there. I believe that Ohio State is still there as well. Um, a lot of people don't know this and talk about it. Um, but being up here in Ohio, there's a lot of good ball players in the state of Ohio, high school Facts. ball players in the state of Ohio. And Ohio Facts. State really has really has that state locked down. Um, there's not a lot of guys that you know that play ball, high school ball in Ohio, that are big time players that leave the state to go play somewhere else. More times than not, they're going to Ohio State. So they have yeah. um, they have some talent and they have a good pipeline in uh in the state of Ohio. I just think that especially with Clemson and Ohio State, like we're about to see now, okay, so Alabama, you lose your quarterback, you losing some receivers, you losing a running back. Obviously you're gonna lose some guys you lose some guys on defense, you lose O lineman, D lineman. But we know this it's a it's a well oiled machine. There are guys that are waiting right now that are in that locker room in Alabama knowing next year, I'm the dude, I'm the guy next year. And they're going to come out, and it's going to be the same. It's going to be guys we've never heard of, and they're going to come out, and they'll do the same thing they did, <laughs> they've been doing. And I think that's the difference. I think that the stockpile of talent, of just blue-chip talent that Alabama <laughs> has, nobody else in the country <laughs> It's, it's stacking it up, and it's a, it's a thing of Alabama is advancing. Before, 
when this first started with Alabama and Nick Saban, it was Alabama um, is smashing my football, um, punch you in the mouth, I'm running the football down your throat, and we playing defense. We, gonna, we might only put up 28 points, but you only putting up 10. We running the football, ball control, controlling the playing solid defense. And that is, this has continued and continued teams. I would say, okay, how do you beat Alabama? You got to be physical. You got to be physical in the trenches. You got to be able to stop the run. And teams started to make strides. Okay, we began to stop the run. Okay, we, we getting bigger on the O-line. We getting bigger uh, at, in the D-line. We getting bigger in the trenches, more physical. Then Alabama said, on top of being physical, being able to run the football and playing defense, we about to open up the offense and spread it out and throw the ball all over the yard. So now it's not just a thing of now Clemson and Ohio State and Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Now, okay, we got to catch up with the physicality of Alabama. But now Alabama has that same physicality and they have the explosive playmakers on the outside <laughs> to, kick, to, kick you, uh, to kill you too. So now schools like Notre Dame, schools like Oklahoma, like Clemson, they're now trying to catch it too well. We had to be more physical than them. Now we got to find the guys that can be explosive and get a, make explosive plays on offense and defense at the skill positions. Because now it's not enough to just be able to be physical with Alabama. You can't just line up and run the football. Like, you can't because they can stop the run. You got to have guys on the outside. And they just, I think Alabama has just been one step ahead of everybody else in college football as far as making those adjustments and continuing this dynasty. So I think that's the difference. I think it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for someone else to beat for someone to replicate this for someone to knock them off on a consistent basis because they're not they won't win a national championship every year. But for someone to just consistently knock them off and beat Alabama and do what Alabama's doing now, it's going to be tough. Fair. Man, so first thing first is with, with this college football season, um, hats off to them to getting this for getting this season done, regardless of how many games anyone played. Yep. Uh, because, I mean, we saw numerous of postponements, cancellations, I mean, all kind of stuff from almost every conference, from <laughs> the Power Five to the smaller conferences to conferences not even playing ball until this spring coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that they got it done, got a football season uh, finished and complete and has crowned a, a national champion, uh, man, kudos to just um, – just kudos to the NCAA for getting this completed. Uh, I know we don't always agree with everything that they do and how they govern and stuff and uh, everything like that, because <laughs> that could be a whole another episode. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, for them to get this done, big hats off for sure. Now, Eli, I know today kind of sucked, but you ain't have a bad weekend overall, bro. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, hey, you did not. 
<laughs> so Ravens flock. So, <laughs> so we're gonna get we're gonna get into the playoffs. We're gonna get into the playoffs too in the NFL, bro. Man, Super Wild Card Weekend was for sure wild. Uh, it was wild, like yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's just let's dive right into it with the Ravens and the Titans. Um, Lamar Jackson finally gets that first of possibly you know many many more uh playoff wins with a big 20 to 13 victory um over the titans did it on the road uh when you saw marcus peters get that interception bruh how was you feeling <laughs> before i even get into this this is something like i've been wanting to say people have to chill on lamar it's only his third year, and they big on he never won a playoff game. He never won a playoff game. I agree. First year, he came in as a backup. Can you really count that? Second year, okay, yes. Um, and second year was also his MVP year. You know, he didn't win, but, you know, if you want to put it all on a quarterback, cool, but we're not going to get into details of that game either. Mm-hmm. Here he is in his third year, and he won his playoff game. And this is why, like, black quarterbacks don't make it, uh, don't last in the league because they already are ridiculed with criticism. Like, how many years you going to give Carson Wentz before you realize this man is terrible? How many <laughs> chances? How many chances? Not, I know you guys Falcons fans, so don't take what I say heavy. But how many times you gonna give chances to Matt Ryan? You know what I'm saying? It took Tom Brady what three, four years to establish himself as a premier quarterback. So it's like, like, give my man a chance to prove himself. You know what I'm saying? So, however, to answer your question, when Marcus Peter got the interception. It was a sign of joy because he'd been getting cooked all season. <laughs> Bro, like, and and let's not talk about what Derrick Henry did to him last year. So he had to, that was some redemption for him, you know. So, yeah, that's that on that. <laughs> no oh, lie. He's been getting put in a blender all season. Y'all been watching. Boy, you crazy boy. But now I will I do agree with your with your first statement, man. It's like you said, it's his third year. It's his third year. Speaking of Lamar Jackson. And he's the only he he was the last quarterback taken in that class. And he is the only one that had been in the playoffs all three seasons since they've been in the league. The only one. Josh uh Josh Allen was in the last year. He didn't win. He just got he he just played in his second playoff game and got his first victory. Baker Mayfield, this is the first year he made the playoffs. Granted, they won the day. We'll get into that, but he's the only one that's been in the playoffs since he's been in the league. Like I said, this is third this is third game in the playoffs. So the whole can he can he do it? Can he do it? He ain't like he been playing for ten years and he ain't won a playoff game. Man been in the league mm-hmm. for three years, but 
Um, I think he he did what he did what he needed to do. He was explosive with his legs. Um, he made plays with um, in the passing game when he needed to. But I think the story of the the game, at least for me, is that defense. Now I picked the Ravens to win on on Sunday, but I did not think they were going to bottle up Derrick Henry like they did. I like they. It was like a concerted effort. You are not going you nowhere. Are, you are not gonna beat us. You gonna Stack have to box. throw this foot. You gonna have to throw this football. Tannehill, you're gonna have to throw this ball. Does 22? No, sir. No. We're not uh-uh. Not today. Not today. Can't and have a last year performance. They, yeah, and I mean, from start to finish, it was that I mean, Derrick King was just couldn't do anything. And the times where you thought, uh oh, here it go. Nope. Oh, uh, uh, nope. They were hitting him in the backfield. They were hitting him early. Before he could really get going, they were getting to him. Like, they they played, that defense played some ball on Sunday. That was the story. That was the story for me. Um, so, I'm I'm happy that Lamar got his, got his, uh, got that first one. So, we can, you don't have to worry about it. Everybody else can shut up about it. And now, they get ready to go and, and play the Bills. Yeah, I I'm with I'm with both of y'all on about with the game. Um, the fact that this is a the defense is a crazy stat line with what they did with Derrick Henry. He had 18 carries for 40 yards. His longest <laughs> run was eight yards. That doesn't even make sense. His longest <laughs> do that even sound like Derrick Henry? Eleven? No, but here's the thing: eleven. Out of with eleven out of his eighteen carries that he had, he was either hit at the line of scrimmage or before or behind the line of scrimmage. They just Bruh, the, that like, defense just changed the line of scrimmage every time they get ready to run the football. They just recreated a new line of scrimmage every time. And another thing is that what I noticed too. Um, I know a lot of people don't really care about numbers. Like sometimes they don't care about numbers like that, but they do play an important factor. I did a piece um uh with the folks that I'm with for uh Back Sports page and I I did like a preview of the game or like and some keys to the game and I was like if the Titans want to win, I was like they got to challenge Lamar to throw the ball and they got to challenge the receivers. And they really didn't do a good job of that. I mean, are the numbers eye-popping? No. But 17 out of 24 and with 179, but you have Hollywood Brown going for seven for 109. Mark Andrews, I'll be here at a couple of drops, but four for four for 41. I mean, them the two guys that he's going to go to, and they didn't stop him, uh, which – you know, they didn't do that. And surprisingly, they did get I, – I also said that they needed to get pressure on Lamar Jackson, and they did uh, with getting five sacks. But the fact that they couldn't really stop and challenge the receivers enough like they should have, and then on top of that, that the, how good the defense played Derrick Henry. I mean, you can kind of tell also with the Titans that it seemed like that they weren't calling the normal set of plays that they normally would call in a game like that. It didn't seem like they were really being 
themselves. I don't know what Arthur Smith was doing. I mean, not my team. It, it is what it is with that, but I don't know. I just I just thought that was I just thought that was pretty funny to me as well. But I'm I'm glad for Lamar as well to get to get this win because it's, it's for for me it seems like he's getting he is getting judged the hardest out of that whole 2018 draft class where well, well we mentioned where Baker is just now getting to the playoffs himself. Josh Allen laid an egg last year. Sam Darnold can't stay on the field. And I don't even know who Josh Rosen is playing for now. Couldn't even tell you who he played for. <laughs> and the way that he get the way that he was getting ridiculed for his performances. Now, the first game again now, the first one against the Chargers, I can kind of understand that. That that one was kind of a bad one. But yeah. last year he really didn't have a bad game. His receivers just did not help him at all against the Titans in last year's playoffs. Oh Mm-mm. they didn't help them. Super blue. Yeah, they didn't help them at all. He didn't he didn't they didn't help him at all. So it really wasn't even he really didn't have a bad game last year against them and everything. So I think that one that one was pretty it was I mean, it's always special to get that first one. And especially against a team that knocks you out. So you always want that revenge factor um for that and then moving on to the next round and playing the Bills. Uh, but another game that I want to look at is from last night as well was the Cleveland Browns. The way Dope that they pound. the way that Dope they pound. got rid of the Steelers like that was, I mean, man, you blinked your eyes. It was twenty eight nothing in the first quarter. Like you don't you don't see that. Bro, you do not see that in an NFL game like that. That's something <laughs> that's something you see out of like that's like that's Bama playing Vandy type <laughs> type deal. Like that's something <laughs> that you do not see at all. The fact that you blinked your eyes twice to do was it was 28 to nothing. But now granted, we all know, because we've been saying this in our group chat all season, we've been knew that, you know. Even though the record showed that the Steelers were twelve and four, we knew that they wasn't as as good as their record. Um, and if and it finally showed. I mean, you saw it as clear as day. If it, it finally showed, but how how did y'all feel about that game? I, I know Eli, you was happy about this one too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go Browns! <laughs> <laughs> Shout out yeah, to my brother, man. my LB. Javante yes, Moffitt, number 35. Yes, sir. Big Moffitt. Shout him out. But the Browns put uh, the Ravens in a great position because we have the ability to beat the Bills and face Lamar. Not Lamar, excuse me. Mahomes <laughs> in the AFC Championship, and we get that Lamar Mahomes too. I know that what the people want to see, you know, so – Shout out to the Browns. I did have them. Um, I didn't have them doing what they did. That was crazy, like, unexpectedly. Um, I did have them. I knew they can sneak a win. It just had to be um, the question that came down to was that run game going to get past the Steelers' front line? That was the uh, main question. And do the Browns lead a ball in Baker hands? Mm. 
But despite that game, people, this is crazy. Ben still threw over 500 yards, um, 47 from 68 uh, pass uh, completed and attempt passes, and still had four touchdowns. So it was just a bad start for the Steelers. But, hey, uh, Juju, uh, he need to stop. <laughs> Dancing on uh-huh. logos. TikTok. Bad-mouthed people. It's that I don't know what spirit that is, but he just have to stop, man. He need to be humble. Yeah, they show. Oh, they, got him. Sure. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he from I mean the first play, it was, I was like, oh this 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 is not good. It but, gave me Super Bowl forty eight vibes. Yeah, that just was not that that was not a good start. That was not the start that you needed. If you were yeah, if you were the Steelers and it's like Eli said it. We said it. I said it. Said it on the last, on the last show. The way the Browns are going to win this game, you turn around and you hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield does his thing off of play action, things like that, and that's what they did. Um, like you said, but before you, before you could blink real good, before you could even get up and go to the bathroom good enough. It was too much <laughs> nothing. And you're like, okay, hold up. I think this game might be over. And Eli, be over. Eli, yeah, Eli kept saying it's over. So I'm like, hold on now. It, this is this still got a whole half of football. It's still, the, it's still yeah. the Browns. Yeah, let's hold on. Uh, let's yeah. see what's going on. But I mean, they just, um, they just imposed their will on on Pittsburgh yesterday. And Big Ben, he did. He like you said, he did throw for five. Over uh, 500 yards and four touchdowns. Granted, some of that happened after the Browns got their lead and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but him throwing 68 passes is not the recipe that got them to 11 and 0. They were able to run the football and play defense. Big Ben throwing 60 passes was, is not how catcher wins. Yeah, that's not how they win football games. Um, that was not going to be the recipe for them to beat Cleveland. Yesterday, um, obviously Cleveland needs to get some things figured out because if you let Pat Mahomes throw 500 yards, it's going to be a very, very long day. So they got to mm-hmm. figure some stuff out. But yeah, um, even some of those turnovers, like the snap over the head, that's not on Big Ben. Yeah, he threw a couple interceptions. Yeah, but he threw a couple interceptions. But some of those were tip passes. He tip passes that, you know, they go up and get picked off or um, they ricochet off the receiver's hand, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, he, yeah, it, it, it and, definitely was not the his 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 best moment, but um, just the team in general, they just did yeah. not perform well at all. And I think that, granted, Juju said what he said, and even after the game, he said, I don't. I don't go back on what I said. I'm like, it is what it is. I said it, um, and I meant it. Um, but you, you gotta know, man. This is this not, this not the same Cleveland man that you when you came in your rookie year that you was playing, man. This, this is not it. This, this hasn't been the same. They loved I, it. Yeah, they, yeah, they've, they, they got two two thousand yard rushes. Yeah, I, you not I one. Think, I think they found their head coach. I think they found their head coach. 
I think Baker is 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 coming into his own. He's coming into his own. If and I don't, we don't have to go down this road. But if they could get healthy in the back end, they got all these first round draft picks and top draft picks that are hurt in the secondary. Denzel Ward is his hurt. I don't remember seeing Greedy Williams play a down of football yet in the NFL. And then Grant Delpit got hurt too. Um, the safety. So if they get some of these young guys back in the in the secondary, defense will improve. Um, and we'll see what happens with the whole Odell thing. Uh, but this is not the same Cleveland Browns team. And um, I think I saw Ryan Clark said it earlier. I, it just seems like teams aren't that same smash mouth Pittsburgh Steelers that we're used to seeing. Yeah, people people like, aren't people aren't weird. scared of that. People aren't scared that's of Pittsburgh. Like people. when you hear Pittsburgh Steelers, bro, you think run the ball, stop the run. They didn't do any of that last uh, yesterday on on Sunday. Yeah. They didn't, they couldn't run the ball. They didn't stop the run. Like it was. But they haven't been able to do it for the past month and yeah. a half. Yeah. Like people just aren't that same mystique when uh, Palomalu and all those guys on that defense. It's it's just not the same when Ryan Clark was there. It's just not the same. That same physicality. It's just it's just not it's not there right now. And I think Mike, Mike Tomlin is a great coach, and I believe he'll figure it out and get them back to where they need to be. But it's just they're not the same Steelers. <laughs> How about that? They're yeah. not the same Steelers. My so. question is, what was Connor and Big Ben trying to do? Was Connor trying to throw the ball out the end zone to give it to Big Ben? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, slide. I don't know why he, he, did, missed, why he wouldn't just fall on it. And they he did. missed the whole football when he yeah. slid. I don't know what was that. Yeah, I don't that know. That was th- all bad. Yeah. I thought he was just trying to fall on it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah, I, don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's Like I said, that just was not a good way to, to start the game off, especially because you start the game off like that, and now you get to not saying that Cleveland didn't believe that they could win the game, but now it's, oh, yeah, okay. We, yeah, we can – we got this. This is, like, this is everybody on that team first time playing in the playoffs. Maybe outside of like Jarvis, maybe outside of Jarvis Landry, right? Um, yeah, or some of the other guys that they brought in through free agency. But most, most of the team, these guys, they all they all new to this. So you give them the confidence. You know that that happens, and you get a little confident. It's like okay, we this is just a, this is just football. We just playing football. Like this, we don't got to do nothing special. Just do what we do, and that's what they did. So. Shouts out to Cleveland. When I get up there to Northeast Ohio later on this week, we're going to party. <laughs> <laughs> so the last, the last thing on this game, and we can I'll move on to the, the other one that's kind of worthy of talking about, um, is with Big Ben. So he's 38 years old. He'll be 39 in March. Um, a quarterback. I, think, I, I think they got him for one more season on contract. Um he said that he wants to come back, uh, but you know, I don't know. Should in in this situation, what should Pittsburgh do? Should they be looking for? I think they should. Should they be looking for a quarterback to re, to be his heir apparent to kind of 
step in to make this transition here in the draft somewhere. Because, I mean, let's just be honest. Mason Rudolph is not the guy. Um, he's, he's definitely not the guy to replace him. So do they allow him to come back for one more season and let him finish that out just to, I guess, you know, kind of redeem himself? Or is that the end and they go ahead and get the guy and play him now? Or do they get they try to find another guy and let him sit a year, kind of pull a pat, Patrick Mahomes, let him sit a year, and then let's just see what they got after that? Like, what's the what's the next move for Pittsburgh at the quarterback position? Because it's, I mean, he's been there since two thousand and four. Who is this? Uh, Phil Rivers seemed like he's about to retire. Eli Manning has already retired. He's he's the last one standing far as from the the 2004 draft class of quarterbacks like the big ones um what should Pittsburgh do in this situation um go ahead Eli yeah because I was just gonna say draft the quarterback liability purposes um I think the farewell for Big Ben I think he's gonna retire you know I don't think he pull a Tom Brady and try to redeem himself from another team. I think he just go ahead and retire after next season. That's yeah, what I, I. That's my take. Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be back in Pittsburgh next year. Um, granted, Big Ben definitely was not playing well, but that yesterday. And the way they've been playing this last month and month and a half of the season was not solely on Big Ben. Um, they have some other glaring issues. They need help um, on the offensive line. They need help in the running back room. Um, there's some things they can do on on defense as well. So he's not he is not the only problem. Um, that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have. I do think he'll be back next year. I think you you got to figure out what your you do have to figure out what your what your next move is. I I see Pittsburgh kind of in the same boat as Atlanta. As you have a quarterback here now. Granted, I believe that Matt Ryan has a couple more more years than um. Then Ben Roethlisberger won because he's younger and Matt Ryan is still putting up the numbers. But however, in Atlanta, it is a thing. Okay, we do need to figure out what is what who is next, who is going to be that next guy. Um, and I think Pittsburgh might have waited a little too long to try to figure out. Granted, you drafted Mason Rudolph, but I don't think he's the guy. So I think if you can find somebody, maybe in the not saying you spend a a first or second round pick on a quarterback, but maybe if you, if one of these quarterbacks drop to the third round, maybe if a Mac Jones falls to the third round, or if a Kyle Trask falls to the third round, maybe you, maybe you pick, pick them up and, um, and have them sit behind Big Ben and learn for a year and see what's going on. Because I do think I do think he'll be back next year, um, but after next, it would be it's, it. I'd be surprised if he came back um, for two more years. So I think, yeah, I think you just look to draft a guy and have him sit and learn behind Big Ben for this next season. 
Dupree, you too nice. Ain't no think, bro. You know, Mason Rudolph is not the guy. You ain't got to think about it. He's not the guy. You you being too nice. He is not. We know. The you guy. Know, we know. We know, man. You know. <laughs> we know. He's not the guy. We know. He ain't the dude. He ain't. Because I mean, it, once again, like if we we talking about we talking about Pittsburgh, but these other three teams that the division, they all got young quarterbacks. Baker right. Mayfield, Lamar Jackson. And Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, if they can figure out how to protect Joe Burrow and get him oh, another receiver, oh my Cincinnati, God. Cincinnati will be a player in that division too. So they all, all the rest of the teams in the division have young quarterbacks, young ascending quarterbacks. I believe that Joe, I mean, he got hurt, but I believe Joe Burrow will continue to do what he was doing before he got hurt. So, um, yeah, they don't want to get left. Um, they don't want to get left behind. Hey, speaking of somebody who was struggling for a good little month and a half, I didn't realize that until later on, but the Seattle Seahawks, um, probably the upset, probably the biggest upset of Wild Card Weekend. Mm, you think so? I think so. I mean. I don't know. I think it's the Browns, but. And for me, for me, it's them. Just I mean, it's just because of. Honestly, the way that everything went, the way how that game transpired too, yeah. was kind of. It might not have been. It wasn't as as extreme as with the Browns what they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it's just the fact that the Rams came in with a backup quarterback who has really never ever played that many games. I don't even think he even played a game in the NFL before. No. That I don't I can't even remember the dude's name. My bad. I know you went to Wake Forest. I know that, but I can't even remember your name, bro. <laughs> he gets hurt and they bring in they bring in Jared Goff who was active but ended up not even starting. And the Seahawks still couldn't get it done. I mean cuz pretty much I think all of us on here, we 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 picked the Seahawks just because we were like, yeah, the Rams defense is tough, but we're like, uh, they should still get it done just because we don't even know who's going to start for the Rams. And on top of that, if Jared Goff does play, how effective can he be? And in all honesty, it wasn't he wasn't <laughs> yeah. he wasn't great. He wasn't great nine for nineteen, one hundred and fifty-five yards. But I mean, Jesus, Russell Russell Wilson wasn't no better. I John, mean, John Warford. John Warford, yeah, that was his name. But Russell Wilson wasn't any better. I mean, eleven for twenty-seven, one seventy-four, sacked five times. I mean, man, DK Metcalf was 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 on the island over there with Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah, it it was it was wild. Yeah, it's like it's like we said though. You, this is your third time playing your divisional foes, and you you know you know each other. You know each other outside, and then you know what they like to do. They know what we like to do, um, and that's why I said the Rams had a chance to win this football game, regardless of who was that quarterback, because you got that defense, and this defense knows. The Seattle offense, 
and this defense is going to keep you in the game. I just didn't think, and I was under thinking, and I know you were as well, that a banged-up Jared Goff or a backup quarterback was not going to beat um, Russell, Russell Wilson. But that defense had other plans. Right. That defense had other plans. That Those two, that, that Baltimore defense and that Rams defense, those two defenses, it's going to be tough. They, they, I mean, they just shut down Seattle's offense. Like, they just shut down that offense, running the ball, throwing the ball. It was just outside of that big, that big, pass to uh touchdown pass to DK Metcalf. Russell Wilson really wasn't able to do anything, get anything going um in that passing game. So um that was I mean it was that Rams defense really just took over the show. Um and just reminded us of how good they are and that this matchup with them going up to Green Bay playing um and facing the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I can't wait for that game. I can't wait. I, that's these these divisional matchups are set up to be just as good as this. You know some of these games that were on um, this past weekend, but that Rams defense showed up and showed out. And the quarterbacks, uh, Jerry Goff, ultimately had in, uh, having to come in, he did just enough. You know he got a defense. He he know he's banged up, but he did just enough. He did what he needed to do to get the victory. And to advance, and that's it. That's all. At this point in the season, that's all that matters. Don't compare my Ravens to no Rams. <laughs> hold on now. Hold on now. Let's not hey, get, hey, let's not just, get hey, hold on now. Hold on, yeah. Hold, hold on, on, Eli. They, uh, they do I got defense. Okay, I, said I'll, 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 I just want to throw that in. There. Okay, because I'm dog, like, you got the best defensive player on their team. I'm, I'm about to say, I said defensive dog. I ain't, you know, hey, don't be too disrespectful. Yeah. I know you're feeling good, but. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know why Seahouse lost. I got inside TMZ information. Mm. <laughs> Sierra, uh, Future was in Sierra DMs. Bruh. Uh, <laughs> It's verified. Future was just checking, checking on Russell Jr., not Russell Jr. Future Jr., that's all he was doing. Guess Russell felt the type of way. You know, they supposed <laughs> to make poor things. <laughs> hey, guys, he, this all TMZ inside. You can look this information up. This is Shade Room. I know it's a money sport podcast, but you can find this on the Shade Room, guys. And that's the it has been verified. That's why Russell oh, man, was not verified. Russell was playing with uh, some on his shoulder. Future got him. Um, Future said he got a song coming out too, uh, called Golf. Uh, some something like that. Bro. I think it's the Rams. He got a whole EP. Uh, one of the songs with nine nine because he was all over uh, Russell. So, <laughs> so man, I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to that one, man. Oh, but boy. no, but serious. Like, I don't know what Russell was playing, but that wasn't. And everybody was like, 
coming into the playoffs and to the game, people knew that uh, Seahawks would struggle. Um, I know Dupree talked a lot about that uh, defense and how it was a weak a weak link for uh, Russell um, throughout the season. And people knew that coming into this game against the Rams that they was going to struggle. But how bad? It was, like, terrible. Like, Russell couldn't get yeah. no past 15 yards. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, DK don't want to go on that island no more because um, <laughs> he was stranded. <laughs> so he don't want to go on that island no more. He might uh, – he need to change resorts or something because – that one ain't it. Uh, he was for sure in the Bermuda Triangle with Jalen Ramsey. So, but it was a, a tough battle for Seahawks. Like, they couldn't get nothing going. The uh, Rams was all over them. And I really thought um, with the backup quarterback the Rams had, I thought Seahawks was going to sneak a win. But it's crazy how they didn't even want Jerry Goff to play. And he ended up playing anyway. Yeah, they yeah, probably but, they probably felt that they were they were with the backup court with with Warford. They were good enough. They're going to be serviceable enough on offense to get the win, and probably mm-hmm. wanted to hold them out until the divisional round next game. Yeah, yeah. but but you got to wonder how healthy is golf, and can you rely on him? It's I'm very it's it's it's, it's going to be hard just because of the fact it's a thumb injury to his throwing hand. I mean, you can you can see like how inaccurate he was with the football. How his decision making was honestly, it was still porous. I mean, it was it wasn't good at all. Um, he doesn't look comfortable out there. He didn't feel like that. I mean, granted, it's a divisional opponent, so you know the fact that they've already seen you twice that does make a difference. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sure how well and how effective he could be. Even the next, even for them, this next round against Green Bay, on like he, him even being a little bit more healthy. But whatever that the Rams is doing to Russell Wilson, I I don't know how other teams need to find that blueprint because this season, like <laughs> he, for real, in all three matchups, he hasn't been like his best against them. Like I said, eleven for twenty-seven, one seventy-four. Uh, the wild card game, the the game that they had a, a two weeks ago. Before that, I mean, the numbers were a little bit better, but it wasn't just that much. I mean, he really wasn't still effective like that. I mean, he was twenty for thirty two for two twenty five, but he was sacked five times. And then the earlier matchup they had, where the Rams beat them um, out in L A. Uh, he was sacked six times. I mean, he's been sacked. He was sacked eleven times the two games in the regular season and then ended up uh, getting sacked again five more times. So he been he was sacked 16 times in three games against the Rams. So I, I don't know what it is. Now, granted, that could be just because of, you know, 9-9, that dude is a beast, that, that, that could factor in some stuff. But to me, I'm like, man, that's crazy. So leading into with the into the divisional round, um, 
what which is since it's only four games, you don't have to do all four, but for y'all, what two games um y'all gonna be looking forward to? For for me, it's definitely for sure Seahawks. I mean not Seahawks, but the Rams and Packers, just to wonder if that defense can repeat what they did this time against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I know that's gonna be easier said than done, but that's going to be interesting to see. And also how healthy Aaron Donald is because he got shaken up during that game as well. And then, of course, um, for me, the Ravens and the Bills. Just, you know, because right now the Ravens is definitely one of the hottest teams that's still left in the playoffs. And um, Buffalo seems like they could be legit, but, you know, we still never know. The, the, the verdict can still be out. So those two games for me in the division rounds is what I'm I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I think I'm definitely looking looking forward to that that Rams Packers game just to see that defense uh, versus Green Bay's offense to see the matchup with Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams. Ooh. Just because Ooh. Devontae Adams poses it's- he poses a problem for DBs because you're not DBs really aren't able to get their hands on him because of his feet. Because his feet are so good and so elite. He really and if you watch his releases, he really does not use his hands in his releases because he's so quick, he doesn't have to. DBs aren't able to get a, get a hand on him. And Jalen Ramsey likes to be physical. Jalen Ramsey is an athlete. He can run. So I just and like you said, Aaron Donald, just the whole build-up with that defense versus Aaron Rodgers, that offense. Um, and also, that Ravens-Bills game. Um, Sanders, you know, we've been, since, you know, we've been doing this, talking about the, um, the NFL this year. As the season has progressed, I've really, really liked watching this Bills team. I've really, really liked watching Buffalo play football, um, watching Josh Allen take his game to the next level with Stefan Diggs, with that run game, with Gabriel um, Davis and all the other receivers and tight ends um, versus this defense, versus this Baltimore defense. Um, like, I, like you said, I believe that Buffalo is legit. This is the test right here. If you wanted to test yeah. it. If last week, this past weekend, wasn't a test against Indianapolis' defense, this week is definitely going to be a test because – in Indianapolis, I don't think that they had a cornerback to match up with Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. But Baltimore, I think they do. Right. I think Marlon Humphrey can match up with Stephon Diggs. So this is going – I think those two games are, are the two that I'm really looking forward to. For me, I'm not going to lie, this is in. We're going to be watching the NFL game on the History Channel. Um, <laughs> it's it's been centuries, but I'm Drew Brees and Tom Brady. The battle of the broken ribs. Versus... <laughs> we hey, we got the senior living bowl uh, going on. Boy, this Kurt, that's <laughs> it. But I'm really bro. Uh, for the last, what, five, ten years, we've been wanting to see Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. And the only chance we was going to be able to get to see them was the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
the odds was never in the favor for that. But now here on the divisional round, we get to see that. So I want to see the uh, firepower that the Saints have match up against the firepower that the Bucks have. So I feel like that's going to be a good game. And, you know, of course, you know, my Ravens, you know. Um, I just want to see what we're going to do into the Bills. We go in there and handle business. Um, I like the Bills. I'm not going to lie. Not not the win, of course. You know, <laughs> let's, let's go on set that and get that out the way. Uh, how, I feel like this will be a – if we can handle business with the Bills, I'm going to be honest, the Chiefs better watch out. And I'm just leaving it at that. Now, if we go in there and struggle with the Bills, we might be in stru- we might be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? But if we go in there, do our game plan, uh, uh, game management, game management, excuse me, you know, Lamar, be Lamar. Don't try to do too much. You know, defense going to always be the defense. You know, the Chiefs might be in trouble. That's all I'm going to say, you know. So, yeah. My boy already looking forward. Yeah, looking man. forward to the AFC Championship game. You looking forward to it? Yeah, that that Drew Brees Tom Brady matchup is going to be big. We saw it twice this year, but it, obviously it wasn't. The games weren't of this magnitude where yeah. a trip a trip to the NFC Championship is on the line. A lot on the line. Yeah, and for what it's worth, the Saints whooped the Bucks both times. So yeah. we we know that Tom Brady is definitely not going for that, and we and Tampa Bay has and been playing playoff Brady. Yeah, and the Tampa Bay has been playing their best football this last stretch of the season. So this is this this will be a this will that will be a good game. That'll be a good game yeah. too. Um, How y'all think the Patriots feel? They shouldn't, honestly, they really shouldn't feel a way about anything. Yeah, I don't think they should either. Just because okay. just because of the fact that before the season even started, they had numerous of players opt out. Um, and nothing changed with them getting weapons on the yeah. offensive side of the ball. Yeah, so. like that, that's the thing. Because like, we talked about that on a previous episode where, you know, it was kind of like we were still kind of disappointed in them in the Patriots just because of them having Cam there you would think like you know the way that he you know was preparing himself and how he looked you know in the workout videos and everything like that that okay if he can just be a a a, a slimmer of what you know he once was like that could be enough to probably get them in I don't think we never thought that they would win the division but like they could be close enough to where they could be fighting for one of those playoffs. And, but we, like I said, we knew like, okay, they still got the same weapons there that Tom Brady was, didn't have anything with. I mean, right now it seems like they wasted a first round pick on the kill Harry. Um, I don't even, who is Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers is the number one target. Mm -hmm. The number one target. I mean, I, I couldn't even, I mean, Julian Edelman, um, 
I guess, you know, I don't know if it's age or anything like that or injuries that's dealing with him, but, you know, he's not the same. And so, they, I mean, they they couldn't run the football this year. No Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, those guys, they wouldn't, they couldn't run the ball as effectively. Um, granted, yes, Cam can do it with his legs, but you don't always, you shouldn't always want your quarterback to be the leading rusher. Like, you know how it is, Eli. Like, you don't mind. Lamar goes off for a hundred some yards on the ground, but yeah. there's some times where you'd be like, "Hey, go ahead, J.K. Dobbins, go, get off for us real quick." Gus Edwards, get off for us real quick, you know. So <laughs> you don't always just want the quarterback being your leading rusher, you know. If it's like that week in and week out, sometimes that can that can spell trouble. And then the fact that God, Cam only threw five passing touchdowns the whole season. I mean, it's. <laughs> But I'm I, as a Patriots fan, no, you shouldn't be too upset. I mean, it's the first time in what, Lord knows how long since 2008 that you wasn't in the playoffs. The first time, yeah. And, and I mean, other than so, I mean, it's it's rare. But you know, if they get everybody that come back that didn't opt out this year, and depending on how they draft and one way leads to another, what they might do in free agency and what they'll do at the quarterback position, I mean. Who knows? I can be right back in it. But, uh, I mean, if I was a Patriots fan, I wouldn't be too upset about it because I probably – the only way if I was a Patriots fan that I'd be upset about it is that somehow, some way, Tom Brady ends up getting to the Super Bowl and winning it. Then I'm like, oh, crap. He really did this without us. But, you know, if he if it's any time where he loses this weekend or the next weekend or if he don't even win the Super Bowl and get there, if he get there and he don't win the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be upset about it if I was a Patriots fan. Yeah, nah, they they didn't they didn't do make any upgrades on the offensive side of the ball. And like you said, you had plenty of guys opt out on defense. So um the Patriots, they you shouldn't feel any type of way. Um I don't think it would have been I still think the Bills would have won the division, regardless. Yeah. yeah. So. It was daytime. <laughs> it was yeah. daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, we uh we coming up to the end of this one, bro. This good one here, another good one. Um, hopefully Eli ain't mad at nobody no more. So now he know. <laughs> <laughs> so now he know he can get on whenever it's time and anything like that, man. It's fine. It's crazy. They wait to put me on when my Buckeyes lose. You know. Oh my gosh, your Ravens won, it, man. It yeah. wasn't about that. Yeah, you know and what I'm saying? Because then if y'all would, if y'all would, you would have been, you you would have been on here regardless. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, know. I think it was Dupree, you know. Oh my gosh, it always, <laughs> you know, Dupree, it always, it always come back to me, <laughs> man. You know, Dupree, you know what I'm saying? He's been hating on the Buckeyes since I knew this man. <sighs> I know I've been hating on Ohio State, man. I done told you that. I told you that. Man, it's man. all love, man. It's, it's all, love. all. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Ain't no one been hating on Ohio State, man. I just, I just gotta tell it like it is, man. If you don't want to hear it, then it's all good. <laughs> but you know, not to um, steer off. You know what I'm saying? Just question. So next year, the same four teams get in the CFP. No. Nope. Okay. Who you have not in and in? Uh, I think, I mean, honestly, uh, 
I think it's a, I think, I, I think no Bama. We yeah, Bama. Bama and Ohio State, I think, are locks to get back in. As long as they don't, as long as Ohio State don't slip up anywhere, um, I think they're locks just because I don't see nobody else really challenging them in the Big Ten. The Pac-12 won't get anybody in because I, we don't even know who's the best out that way. Um, it's supposed to be USC. We'll see, but they blew it. They blew it in the championship game against Oregon. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think Bama still gets back in. I think Ohio State will find a way to get back in. Them the other two locks. Now, I don't know about Clemson yet, even though I do like um, I do like their quarterback that played in the first Notre Dame game. If he ends up being the starter, um, yeah. they, they still probably be good. But I don't think Notre Dame gets back in. I think I think Oklahoma gets in over Notre Dame next year. Yeah, it's, with Spencer it's, Rattler. Spencer Rattler, uh, Rattler improves, gets a little bit more mature, um, and they do well. I think I think they'll get back in. So it might, I think it might end up being Ohio State, Alabama, possibly Clemson, and Oklahoma. Um, that's really it. I don't know. So I, yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same four teams. Um, definitely not gonna be the same four teams. Mm-mm. I I just see. I don't want to go as far as to say the other three teams, but I just think I think Oklahoma will get in. I think Oklahoma will get in, which will knock one of those teams out. Right. I think it will be Notre Dame, but I think you know, regardless, I think Oklahoma will end up in the playoff next year. What do you guys? What you guys think about Oregon? I mean, it's, I mean, it's a chance. It's just it's so hard for the Pac-12 because yeah. they, they, they beat each other up, but then yeah. they don't they don't really do so well as far as like their non-conference scheduling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like I, uh, like I told Sanders before. They're they're like the SEC in respect as they beat up on each other and. When the top team loses a game, it's not to one of the other "quote unquote" top teams in the conference. It's to a team that they weren't supposed to lose to, yeah. which makes it an ugly loss. And now it's okay. okay well, the Pac-12 probably won't get nobody in because they lost to this school, yeah. Who isn't like, who isn't good, or they lose two games, or you know yeah. something like that. So I think like, they think end up finding a way to to knock themselves out. Yeah, like think about how like every time. When we talk about Alabama, it's like, oh, they got one loss, but it was two, uh, let's say, like two of Florida or two of LSU. You know, like somebody who is normally going to be good or that might mess around to see them again in the SEC championship or something. Where it's like, okay, Oregon can be 10 and 0 and sitting up here about to go play Oregon State or, you know, or. Um, go play Colorado or something. They, yeah. I mean, but but it's like you, they go go get ready. Last game of the season, go play Oregon State, who isn't a great football team. Lose to Oregon State, and that's a bad loss going into the, the Pac-12 championship game. And now you just you might have just shot yourself in the foot because yeah. Oklahoma or even or a Notre Dame is has one loss, but their one loss is better than Oregon's. So they yeah, uh, they gotta I think unless they lose to another top team in the Pac twelve, they the Pac twelve needs to go undefeated 
to get in? Be honest, I'm, I'm um, interested to see what uh, Iowa State do next year. Mm. Yeah, they're, it's, they, they're, they're losing Brock Purdy, team. aren't they? Is Brock, was Brock Purdy a senior? I think so. So he's been there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so if he's a senior, they're losing Brock Purdy. So he's been be, there for a minute. That'll be big, unless he decides to come back, um, which he might He might come back. If, if Brock Purdy is coming back, then I would have to agree with you. Yeah. What a, oh, I know this is an outside shot. But what about Cincinnati? Mm. They are reloading. They are reloading. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know what their schedule is next year. Um, but I don't. I we had that conversation, man. I don't. I don't see it. Yeah. They go undefeated again, and I, I just yeah, I don't see it, man. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately. They they will have to, obviously they will have to go undefeated again, yeah. To to, to even get a a sniff of of a of a look. I mean, they're now. So next year, they're non-conference. They play Miami, Ohio. They play Murray State. They play at Indiana, and they play at Notre Dame. Hmm. So, granted, they just left, they just lost their DC to Notre Dame, but if they could figure out a way to get to go undefeated, beat Indiana on the road, and beat Notre Dame on the road, you never know. It still might be a long shot, but you never know. True, man. So, before we wrap this up, I just want to mention one more thing about all these records that. Alabama got just for like this season and individuals career wise or whatever. So 48 and a half points per game. That's the most in SEC history. Nick Saban, this is his seventh national championship. That's the most in the AP poll era passing uh, Bear Bryant. Devontae Smith with 3,965 yards in his career. That's the most in SEC history. His 1,856 yards this season is the most in SEC history. His 23 touchdowns is the most in SEC history. His 12 receptions in, they say a game, but he only played a half. His 12 receptions in a half is the most in the BCS College Football Championship game. Uh, His three touchdowns in the game, first half, is tied for the most in the championship game. Mac Jones, 77 0.4% 0.4% career completion percentage, the highest in FBS history. 464 passing yards in the game, most in a BCS slash college football playoff championship game. Five touchdowns in the game, tied the record. Najee Harris, 57 career touchdowns scored, tied the most in ACC history. And 30 touchdowns this season from Najee Harris is the most in SEC history. Yep, that's 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 how you have three. That's a bad one. That's how you had three of the top five Heisman finalists right there. <laughs> that's how you do it. That is how you do it. Oh man! So as we get ready to wrap it, uh, let's see. It's like I said, another great episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Um. 
Well, Eli, you go first, bro. You got any shout outs? Any any last words you want to say to the people? Man, shout out. First shout out for having me. Um, you no, know, good to be back. Hopefully I'm not boycotted again. <laughs> uh, shout out to hey, shout out to the Buckeyes. They play a great game. I'll take that back. They play their game. And not too many people can say they put too many points up on Belma. You know what I'm saying? Early, too. So it wasn't no late last minute. It was, they was punching. But, you know, endurance does kick in. You know, so shout out to the Buckeyes. We will be back, you know. In this era, we split one and one with Belma. So, you know, still cool. So, yeah, man. To my Ravens, as we handle business this sun, uh, upcoming Sunday, you know. So, that's all I got. Yeah, man, sticking to that that, that boycott. <laughs> <laughs> sticking to that boycott. Man, no, you know it's crazy. That I know. <laughs> I was like, man, they, y'all was just dropping episodes. I was like. Man, what do you fuck up with these episodes? I'm thinking they like old episodes in the bag. I'm in the list, you know what I'm saying? Just old episodes from last year or something. I get to listening to them. I said, oh, these guys here are something else. <laughs> nah, but yeah, man. man. Nah, it definitely was good to have you on here, man. Uh, for sure. And yeah, you're not going to get boycotted again, bro. <laughs> You know, get boycotted he again. Never but, was boycotted. Yeah, let's yeah, let's get that out there too. He was never boycotted. He was never kicked off <laughs> the, the show. We never, we never, we never, we we never did him like Nick Cannon and all that type of stuff that he said at the beginning of the show. Let's get let's set the record straight on that. Um, but always uh, continue to stay safe. Wear your mask, as Sanders likes to say. We are still in the pandemic, so let's act like it. Um, we want to be like some of these other countries that are free and doing their, living their lives the way they were before the pandemic, but we got to do our part. So continue to stay safe, wear your mask, things of that nature. Um, continue to strive for greatness, strive for, um, go strive for and go after what you, what you really desire, what your heart desire in this world. Um, this is the year to go get it, go do it, um, whatever that might be. Do not be hesitant. Just go after it full throttle. Keep the faith and it'll happen. Um, that's all I got, man. For sure. Yeah, y'all be safe out here, man. Um, shout out, man. Shout out to God. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the big man upstairs for sure. Uh, another day of living. We still early here in this new year. Like we said, for sure, continue to wear your mask. It's still a pandemic out here. Um, Shout out. Shout out to my baby girl. I don't know if y'all heard her in here earlier, but she was yeah, making I was, I, was, yeah. I was I was about to say, yeah. I hear Lil Bean in there. She was trying to give her take on, on the game, too.
nicer. Got this podcast on Google, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, if you ain't got none of those, I still post them on SoundCloud. Um, you can always listen in to it, man. This episode was another great one. I think this is what number this would be 18, yeah, number 18. So, uh, we we coming along with them, so man. Tell a friend, tell your mama and them, tell your cousin them, you know what I'm saying, listen and, and subscribe. Um and we, we we got some stuff working, working, you know, here in the midst. You you never know who might be on here in the future. You just never know. So never ever know. We 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 trying to get you to listen in now before, you know what I'm saying, it gets to the point you be like, dang, I ain't know this is coming like that, but <laughs> yeah. For sure, man. Definitely um just continue to stay safe out here and, and uh man, peace, love, and tranquility, man. This has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. We out. Peace.